am Enzo. And I'm Reina. And this is the Date Night Horror Show. <laughs> so, Reina. Yes. Halloween just ended. Oh, I'm so sad. I know, the season's over. It um, was really sad. I have to say it was a productive one, though. It was actually. I'm surprised we pulled it all off. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. We, we had a couple of uh, family uh, events that mm-hmm. that put a big um, put a couple big obstacles in um, Halloween planning. Yeah, I mean, one was a, a beautiful one. My my niece uh, just got married. Fellow so, horror fans, yeah, Sandra and Danny. Yeah, and um, the other one, um, my my awesome car, Christine, got rear-ended, so we had to kind of that resolve all belt. that stuff. But now I have a new Christine, yes, and she's Christine actually 2.0. red. She's actually red, so she's kind of more Christine than the previous <laughs> Christine. Um, but yeah, during all that, we were trying to squeeze in Halloween, uh, take it in as much as possible. Um, you know, we, we Plus it was hot for me, like that put a kind of a damper so on Halloween. <laughs> I guess California or LA anyway had an Indian, what they call an Indian summer. Yeah, it's it's not supposed, it's supposed to feel a little chilly. Yeah, and it's still warm today. Yeah, it's still warm. Um, and of course, if you listen to the last couple of episodes, we went to two um, horror themed yep. theme parks and reviewed those. And that was super fun to start off the Halloween season. It was awesome and it's how we ended it too yeah and i hope that um i hope that you guys enjoyed those reviews and like what reina just said um uh it's november 2nd today and on november 1st we went to not scary farm one more time yeah before it closes yeah we're just trying to stretch out that halloween as much as we can (laughs) and that was was really fun it was super yeah it was a lot of fun so that's a pro tip for people um if you want to go to Not Scary Farm, or probably, this probably works for, for uh, Universal, wait till the last weekend. Actually, the day after Halloween is what they say is the slowest. We didn't have fast passes, and we didn't wait more than not uh, even 10 minutes. Not even, yeah, it was, it was really cool. So we were able to go to the ones, the mazes we really liked. We and, probably could have done all of them. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was super cool. And again, a good way to kind of stretch out the last days of the Halloween That's season. Fun. And it was a little less hectic because we took our time, which was cool. Yeah. So tell me, uh, little Miss Horror Queen, mm-hmm. what was your favorite memory of this Halloween season? Art the fucking clown, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I cool. love that costume. It came out, thank you, thank you, babe. It came out so good. I looked scary and gross. I mean, people were freaked out. <laughs> I, I was a little freaked out too. It's <laughs> it funny. Fun. It's funny. I have to tell you that one thing Reina always does classic. Oh this my is God. classic Reina, is that she always freaks out on me, and she always like, "We're not ready. My costume's not ready. It's not going to look good." You know. Let's, and we, again, we're both very busy, so I didn't think this know, one was going to make it. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of time. Uh, In the past, I've just been a brat, but this time I really didn't think we were going to make it. Yeah. uh, It was a little complicated. Yeah, and I was working on my costume, which was uh, a Fallout Vault Dweller from Fallout 3. If you're you're a big Fallout person, video game person, you'll know what that is. And so I was like, okay. Um, Once she said, I want to be Art the Clown... I, I draw I usually draw little sketches because I wanted a, a more feminized version. So I was like, okay, get this corset and then we'll get a white corset and a black corset. We'll put it together, make a black and white corset. Um, and then we had to make the coat extra special. We. Oui. Um, well, I mean, we had to put it together. You you sewed it, but um, glued it. I gave up on the sewing because mm. it was taking. So it's my fault because of course I procrastinate. And because I am, I I work crazy hours sometimes and plus all this other stuff that, you know, good stuff, all good stuff that happened, Mm. you know, of course the car thing's bad, but, um, the night before Halloween, Mm. I'm like, I got to put this fucking coat together because we had to get a black coat and a white coat and sew it together to have one side black, one side white and switch the sleeves. Yeah. Okay. Hold on a second though. I have to say, um, whenever I'm doing costumes for myself, I'm one of those people who does stuff way ahead because then I can evaluate it and kind of see how I can improve it. Reina's the opposite. 
So she likes to wait till the last moment for key little things. And wh- I need to see it all on. And I'm always telling her, do you have it ready? I hate when put he makes on. me put it all on. I need it's to see it. annoying because he doesn't understand the intricacy, intricacies of a freaking corset and how uncomfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. are. Yeah, I get it. But the idea was we wanted to, I, I wanted to, I wanted her to put the whole thing on. That way I could bloody it. And not do it the the night of. It worked out. But we ended up doing we ended up adding the blood part the night of, and it actually looked pretty good. So, and of course, Reina being who she is, I asked her. I'm like, well, do you want Art the Clown cleaner or towards the end of the movie? Which, if you've seen Terrifier, towards the end of the movie, he's just covered in blood. And, and of course, so I creepy. said. And of course, you said we have to do. This. Of course. So it, it just got it got messier and messier and scarier and scarier. And I think I think where Our we landed looks was pretty like good. Arthur Clown took a visit there. <laughs> it did look like a crime scene. <laughs> it's like an episode of Dexter. Um, but yeah, we we've already posted some of those pictures. So if you're following mm-hmm. along, you've probably seen Jane as Arthur Clown, and it's your favorite one. I lo- I love this costume. <clears throat> it was fun. I to really do. do. It was fun to do. It was funny because when I was doing the makeup for it, I was like, oh, I got to get this perfect. I got this perfect. And I thought to myself. It can't be too perfect because it starts to get pretty messy, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, I think it turned out cool. I think I like really this scary. costume, my favorite costume, because usually my my requirement of our costumes is that I look like a girl. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time he made me a voodoo do- witch like doctor. Like a very, very voodoo priest. <clears throat> I got hit on by girls thinking I was a dude. <laughs> so that's my only thing. That's hilarious. Because he had me all buttoned up in this huge thing, whatever. But, and I, like all girls, want to mm. look cute, right? But. A little cute, but you're not, you're definitely but creepy. not. creepy. Yeah, you definitely lean into the horror. You, oh, yeah. I want to look creepy. You're not trying to do but the this selfie, went, you know. Like, no. This was just pure creep. It was scary. The corset didn't even help on the cuteness. It was just, no, I was people were, doused in blood. People would see you and they would make circles around you to <laughs> I love that stay shit. away from you. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was very cool. Hey, and so, so your turn. What's your favorite Halloween moment or moments this season? Hmm, I have to say, uh, the going to the two parks was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I'm really proud of those episodes. If you haven't listened to those episodes, they're really cool because... I think we were really honest yeah. about our reviews. Um, and I think we're both uh, surprised by the results. Yeah, <laughs> the the Wolfman uh, mm-hmm. versus Frankenstein's monster maze was awesome, a highlight for me. Uh, and then, of course, all of Knots was great. Um, the doing the makeup art, yeah, having a chance to do some more zombie makeup, which I absolutely love. I love being um, zombies. Yeah, and if you guys want to see those pictures. Uh, we're on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Facebook. You can see all those posts that I've been posting. Um, and just doing, yeah, just focusing on the makeup again, doing the Art, Art the Clown. I think my favorite moment of this was this season. I went into work and I went as a vault dweller. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, not a lot of people at my work dress up. I, I I just think it's kind of fun and, and playful, and I'm an artist. So Which, when I tell people that, they're surprised that in your office, oh yeah, a lot there, of people dress there's up. other studios that like it, there's lines of people yeah. that are dressed up. So it's a thing, you know. But it was funny. Um, the the studio, our studio head, um, and a, a good friend of mine, Christian, he, he saw me dressed up as as the vault dweller, and he's like, "Oh, okay. I guess uh, I guess you phoned it in today." <gasps> I guess you. He was cl- he was clearly being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Because I had a gun. I had the Pip Boy. I had the full suit. I and had the scars, the on makeup, your face. and yeah. It was just really funny the way he said it because it, it was clearly He's a being joke. Sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, it was being very sarcastic. Um, and th- th- I thought that was pretty funny. Um, um, and then the times we went out, you know, it was really yeah, fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of costumes. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think this year, yeah. I mean, we went to New Wave Bar, which is a place we hang out in. Favorite bar. Yeah, and it was just packed with people in costume. Yeah, that's what was cool. Yeah, and that's you know, I yes, I take making the costumes very seriously, but I don't take myself very seriously. So I love 
the ridiculousness of Halloween. And this year was was one of those great years where everyone else seemed really into the spirit of it. It's cool when you go out and and people are in costume. It sucks when you're one of like a handful of people in costume. Yeah, because I'm there to see costumes. I'm not just there to people in costume. I'm not just there as an attention whore. It's not. That's not what I I why I do it. I do it because I like making the costumes. I like doing it because I like being part of the absurdity uh, that it creates. A great costume party creates this ridiculous scene. So, what was your favorite costume that you saw on Halloween night? There was this woman that was dressed like Art the Clown. <laughs> no, besides she was amazing. Us. No, besides Super us. scary. She scared the shit out of me. <laughs> no, um, that's funny. No, besides us. There was a. There was the weekend before Halloween. Um, there was a couple that was dressed like um, the Joker and and oh, Harley yeah, Quinn. Oh yeah, those were really. And they cool. were really into it, and they were really into each other. You could tell. Yeah. And that was super sweet. Um, I liked that one. Um, there was. A Beetlejuice, a really spirited Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, he was cool. Yeah, and he was really fun and funny and just going for it and mm-hmm. kind of playing the role. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Um, but I just, th- I think the sheer volume of costumes that we yeah. saw, people just trying stuff. You know, there was, we saw the Karate Kid. Um, yeah, my, <laughs> my favorite was the Nurse Joker. Oh, Nurse Joker, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I thought that no, was, was a really, really cool. good choice. And super into it. Yeah. Which was cool. I saw a ton of Jokers from many eras. Yeah, that was really interesting. I, I thought we were going to see Joaquin Phoenix We saw uh, one of those, but, but then yeah. there were other yeah other eras of Joker. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So, actually, that's an amazing segue to talk about um, what our future reviews are going to be and what this episode's all about. Okay. Yep. Okay. So this episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Killer Reviews, because <laughs> it's gonna be our Killer Reviews of Joker. Yeah. And Three from Hell, the final Rob or last and the most recent installment. Yeah. Of uh, of Rob Zombie's movies. Yeah. So, um, I know we're a little late with these, but it's really because life happened and we had a couple things in the middle of Halloween season. We had to concentrate on Halloween. <laughs> through yeah, exactly through a wrench and all of it. Um, but I think if, you're, if you like our show, then you might be interested in what we thought of those films. Um, I know some people are saying, well, why are you doing Joker? It's not technically a horror film. And I totally disagree. I think when the Joker's written correctly, he's terrifying. It was dark. He's a very scary character. And, um, and so I figured, you know, there, there's some key horror moments in Joker that I think it's worth reviewing on this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Cool. So do you think do you think we're ready for the feature review? I know you're going to have a lot more to say about Joker than me because you're a huge Joker fan, but yeah, I'm ready. Okay, cool. Let's, let's uh, signal it. And now, our feature review. Okay, this is what we're going to do, Reina. We're going to... We're going to review both films, starting with Joker first, and then we're going to go into the spoiler zone with both films, starting with Joker first. Okay. How's that sound to you? Sounds good. Cool. Do you want to read the synopsis for Joker? Joker centers around an origin of iconic arc nemesis and is an original standalone story not seen before on the big screen. Todd Phillips' exploration of Arthur Fleck, who plays who's Joaquin Phoenix, a man disregarded by society is not only a gritty character study, but also a broader cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, they, they made a Joker movie that's actually based off the comic books. Because hmm. <laughs> the Joker is a gritty, crime, scary, serial killer-y. Like, that is who the character is. Yeah. You know? Um do you want to read more about the cast? Who, who's sure. In it? So, of course, Joaquin Phoenix plays Arthur Fleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert De Niro plays um, Murray Franklin. Zazie Betts plays Sophia Drummond. Drummond, mm-hmm. excuse me. Frances Conroy plays Penny Fleck. Oh, I loved her. She uh, she's awesome, man. I love her. And Brett Cullen plays Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. And Shia Wingman plays Detective Burke. And Bill Camp plays Detective Garrity. And then there's just a bunch of. There's a ton of, I guess those are the top built. Yeah. 
So what are your thoughts? What did, what did you think of the film? I mean, I love Joker. Mm-hmm. And I love Batman and all of the, all those series and all that. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was very dark, mm-hmm. but I like dark films, so I wasn't yeah. bothered by it being dark. I thought it was really interesting that it was a different take on the Joker than I've ever seen yeah. on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I haven't read you know all the graphic novels like you have, but um, from what you've told me about Joker and his story, it yeah. was cool to see a different side of him on the screen. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I think, you know, there's all this controversy sur- swirling around Joker and its success and all that. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, society, you know, there's been some things in society that that kind of warrant that sort of reaction. But I also feel not really. Because, for example, um, you take someone like Hannibal Lecter and all the Hannibal Lecter movies. Um there's a part of you that admires Hannibal Lecter because of his intelligence mm-hmm. and it's kind of his refinement, but he's still a serial killer, right? right? At the end of the day. I love reading those books and I love watching those movies and I love Anthony Hopkins in that role because I'm scared of him. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not, I don't admire him. I don't consider him, you know, a heroic figure. Right. You know, this is exactly the same thing. When the Joker's written correctly... Uh, he's interesting to watch, but he's terrifying. Yeah. So I'm going to see him, I'm going to see a Joker movie like I'm going to see Jason or I'm, right. or like I'm going to see Hannibal Lecter or Freddy Krueger, you know? Um, so for me, it was incredibly refreshing to see the Joker taken to the full extent mm-hmm. of, of who the Joker is and then also grounded in a way that feels very relatable and very, very believable. This has been done for years and years and years and years and years and years in the comic books. In fact, when the first Batman film came out, I was reading things like Killing Joke and Dark Knight mm. Returns. And if anyone knows those things, the Joker is terrifying yeah. in those stories. I think the only time they've came close is with Heath yeah. mm-hmm. Ledger. The, the, yeah, I think the Dark Knight depicted... If you If you compare the death toll of Dark Knight, which didn't have all the controversy around it and the death toll in joker mm. the joker kills very few people in this but in in dark knight he kills he kills an entire police prince precinct right right so right. <laughs> so it, it's just interesting i think what i think the reason people reacted to it this way and all the controversy is one i don't think those people really know the character right so they just think it's coming out of nowhere um and two it's very believable they really grounded the story which was really really interesting to me um it was just a very different take like they didn't do all the you know he fell into a chemical bat of shit uh-huh, and yeah. turned into the you know got green skin or white skin or whatever it is because there's so many variations of it yeah. but it really dealt with like the darker side of mental health yeah um i think that's you know the whole point of the joker right. you know he's he's not quite there um He's extremely driven mm-hmm. to do what he's trying to do. He seems to be smarter than every, everyone else, but because he's so unhinged, he's incredibly unpredictable right. and has killed and killed before. Mm-hmm. So in this film, in Joker, I feel like it's the peeling away you know, of his origin and you get to see how someone like that may be created. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I noticed in the film, you know, people were saying, oh, no, the story is glorifying him, making him the hero. And I don't agree with that at all. I don't you see watch, where that was even possible. Like, everything, you don't identify with the Joker. You don't, no. you're just going, wow, this whole thing is a mess. Yeah. You know, this, and then all the outcomes of the story are, are tragic, but it's, yeah, it's just yeah. societal. And uh, I thought it was fantastic i thought it was really good i just think it it what was interesting about it about this take on the story because that's really how you have to look at it yeah um is it is a more believable way of someone losing you know uh having this mental health issue and spiraling out of control uh-huh. and turning into yeah. you know someone like the joker yeah versus a chemical accident mm-hmm. so it was just a different take still yeah. interesting and yeah. still it, uh, very believable, but I 
totally agree with you. Not, I don't see him as a hero at all in this. And to it. and to address and to address what you said about you know the chemi- him hit, hitting the vat of chem- chemicals and stuff. If uh, if you read Killing Joke, which is kind of a seminal um, Joker story, um, he's a struggling comedian in that, um, but he has a pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. So in Killing Joke, I feel like he was sort of a good guy at the beginning, oh, and then. Because his skin has changed and his hair has changed, it all it just makes him snap. Yeah. Right? Like everything is gone. Um, this is this is different. This is the um, Arthur is is dealing with mental problems he's had his whole life, and then you learn more about his history. Yeah, and he he hasn't had the best go in life as well. Right. Um, but then he's also making choices that are not good, and then the people around him are not good. Right. <laughs> so everyone either. is bad. So I don't root for I don't root for anyone. Right. I'm just watching I'm watching it unfold, mm-hmm. you know. Um the one big critique I would say about the Joker that I think was a miss is that there were never there weren't a lot of moments that were funny. And if you read mm-hmm. the Joker, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He has like dark dark moments and you're laughing at them and you're like Oh, I feel like an asshole for laughing at this. There were a couple moments, yeah, but I feel like there could have been more. There could have been more. Um, and this movie has become so incredibly successful that they've already talked about doing a sequel. I, I sort of not sure how I feel about that because it's such a, it's such maybe a maybe that'll expand his universe. Yeah, but I feel like this one was like a lightning in a bottle sort of thing. Um, we need a good Batman story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think I thought it was th- thoroughly satisfying. Um, it definitely has some horror moments. Yeah, for it sure. It has creepiness and it has make it stop moments. Yeah, definitely. Moments of pure shock and violence. Um, so if you're a horror fan, I recommend you. And a Joker this. fan. Yeah, I mean, some people some people like a happy happier Joker with less That's edge. That's weird though. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, yeah. but um. Yeah, I I mean, again, if you're listening to the show, you're probably like horror. It's a it it has horror moments, and it is definitely. Did you hear people say why Batman wasn't in it? What's that? Did you hear how some people were upset that Batman wasn't in it? I get it. Those are casual. Those are casual. But it wasn't. They're not Batman. As, they're not as invested, and and you know what I mean. I yeah. get it. I get it. It's to weird. me, to me, I I think I like the Joker. I like to read the Joker more. Because I'm a horror fan, and I love Batman yeah. as well, but I'm a horror fan. There, there was a miniseries they did in the books where it was it was called The Joker, and it was through his perspective, through his psychosis and everything, and it was really creepy because mm-hmm. he saw himself as the protagonist, that sort of thing, you yeah. know. But then reading between the lines, you could see that oh my god, he's he's out there, and um, yeah, I. I I really enjoyed it, and I don't think people should freak out when different people play the Joker in different ways. As long as the energy is there, as long Joaquin as the scare is amazing. there, he was fantastic. He was great as the Joker. I knew he would be. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, yeah, I knew it wouldn't be a walk in the walk in the park. You know. Yeah. He wasn't gonna phone it in, and he really, really sure took it on. A lot of people talk about his weight. I don't give a shit about that. It's like the energy he brought. To, what to do you mean role. about his weight? Well, you know how it's like it's such a cliche. He's stocky and he lost he lost seventy pounds just to play this role. Oh. No, he got into the headspace of someone like the Joker. That's the bigger feat. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought the performance was great. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, I, what I did, did you too. think? I What's it was your really final great. review? My final review. It's great. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not a big, huge fan. As big as a fan, I should say, as Enzo. But um, so I haven't read all the graphic novels and all that. I just have lived Joker through him. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really good as a horror fan too. I I thought it was really dark. Mm-hmm. Um, as a social worker, I felt the you know the mental health piece was really interesting to see it unfold that way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I give it a thumbs up. I really liked it. Yeah, and as far as like the the shock of people, you know, going oh my god, those scenes with the Joker, what he did was so violent. Just to give you context, okay, 
in The Dark Knight Returns, which is a really famous uh, Batman graphic novel, mm-hmm. um, the Joker is put into, into a coma by Batman. And then he comes out of it, and then he convinces his psychiatrist that he's cured. And uh, he goes on the sort of like a David Letterman show. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's talking about, oh, yeah, now I'm cured. And, and, of course, David Letterman's trying to joke around with him. Really similar to scenes in Joker. And then the Joker kills everyone in the audience. Okay? <laughs> so, so it, and that was in a graphic novel that was, that was published in the 80s. Oh, wow. Okay? Batman follows him, and he follows him to a, an amusement park. And then the Joker uses a Boy Scout as a human shield. Oh, my goodness. Okay? So, this is the Joker <laughs> that's been in the books for decades. Right, right. Okay? We're finally starting to see him, his true self. Right. You know, finally the fans are starting to see that. He He's why, what makes Batman such a great hero, because Batman steps to that, to yeah. that, to someone that dangerous and scary. Okay? So, the, and then le- there's later versions of the Joker where he cuts his whole face off and puts it back on. Like, this is a very dangerous, scary, horror character. Yeah, for so sure. So, the people who are freaking out, they just don't know the character. Yeah. They don't know where the what it's about. They want, you know? like, the TV Joker or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and I thought there was some of that in there as well. But It was a good mix of, of Jokers, I felt like. I just think it was, yeah, it was just very dark, which yeah. I always appreciate. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, do you want to move to our next film? Sure. Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Read the synopsis. After surviving a furious shootout with the police, Baby, Firefly, Otis Driftwood, and Captain Spaulding are behind bars, but pure evil cannot be contained. Teaming up with Otis, half-brother Winslow, Foxy, Coltrane, uh, the demented Firefly clan are back to unleash a whole new wave of death and depravity. A firestorm of murder, madness, and mayhem will be unleashed in this terror ride to hell and back. What's the matter, kid? You don't like clowns? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Rest in peace, Sid Haig. Yes. Yeah. This was his last performance, too. Mention the rest of the cast. Yeah. So, of course, Sherry Moon Zombie as Baby. Bill Mosley as Otis Driftwood. Sid Haig. hmm, Captain Spaulding. Yeah. Jeff Daniel Phillips as Warden Virgil Harper. Um, Richard Brake as Winslow yeah. Foxworth. Um, yeah, he was good. And then, of course, there's a lot of other supporting casts, but those are the main characters. Cool. So what were your initial feelings about the film? Well, I love Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love his uh, his movies. Yeah. Um it was a good continuation. It was sad to see Sid Haig. His role is kind of small in this. Um, yeah. But I was glad he was in it. It yeah, wouldn't he, have been... he didn't look He didn't, he didn't look, look healthy. Great, but, poor, poor guy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm happy he was in it because it wouldn't have been the yeah. same movie without him there. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy about that. Um, the murder and the mayhem is were there? amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was unrelenting. The make it stop moments were good. Mm-hmm. Um, but in comparison to the trilogy, this yeah. wasn't my favorite. Right, I would say um, I would say say the the same thing. Uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of Rob Zombieish scenes and mm-hmm. elements. So he's definitely his style is definitely on it. Um, but I would say of the three films, it's probably the weakest one. Yeah. What I would say is, out of all the films that he's done, I think. Uh, there's some, there's some acting in in Sherry Moon's acting at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. is probably some of her best. Mm. Yeah, she was good in this. And I know, I know, I know a lot of people really dog on her for her acting, but I think that it's, um, I think Rob Zombie is trying to get a style like a like a like a PJ Souls like it's like his PJ Souls mm-hmm. right that sort of. A delivery to to horror, and I yeah. think that's why he puts her in the center of his films. Yeah, because he sort of wants that feeling, that eighties. Do you know? Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, and she's hot. <laughs> but but that kind of not too polished. Yeah, no, she's know, great. she was really good in this one. At this, yeah. I, I agree with you. This was probably her best take on Baby. Yeah, I, I liked the beginning a lot. 
Um, I think the film um, hits a tonal shift for me. Uh, They travel somewhere else. I'll keep it vague. And when they travel to this other place, um, it changes. The the film kind of changes. It does. It, the yeah, the mood changes. I don't know. Like it didn't keep its momentum somehow. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It it got more action packed and less mm-hmm. horror. Like a shootout. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um. And but again, I I really like Rob Zombie. Yeah, I think me he too. has a really good eye for stuff. He's One, definitely a horror dude. Yeah. One thing I would like for him to do is I would love for him to do something really out of his n- normal genre so less hillbilly horror kind of stuff mm. i would love to see what it does with sci-fi horror imagine him doing like a spaceship horror film i would love to see what he would do because hmm. i think he's so horry you know that i would love to see him do other things like i'd love to see him to do do a gothic horror film mm. or a creature feature you know yeah because I, I i believe in this guy like i think I think he he can do a lot more than he, what he normally does. Yeah. Um, and I think it's time. I think I think um, Three from Hell kind of puts a good, you know, into his trilogy. Into into the trilogy, at least for now. If he wants to revisit it a few years later, you can't do it without Captain Spaulding. No way. Yeah, I agree with that. Although too. Richard Brake was a good yeah. Addition, Richard Brake came in and did his thing. I mean, Richard Brake's great. Yeah, like he's he's always. He understands what it is to be horror. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just love to see Rob does, Rob Zombie expand a little more because I know he's capable of it. Yeah, I agree. That'd be really great. So to see, see him do something else. Do you want to give me your final review, your final wrap up of of Three from Hell? Or do you want to talk about it a little more? Yeah, I mean, um, no, I thought, like I said, I thought it was a really good movie. I agree with you. It took that shift. So like the. The horror kind of got lost for a minute because mm-hmm. um, it punches you in the face, yeah. um, you know, towards the second act. And then it kind of, yeah, it does kind of fall off a little. Yeah. Um, but if you're a Rob Zombie fan and if you're a fan of the the trilogy of, you know, the first two parts of, yeah. of this trilogy, then you have to see it. Yeah. And, and we ended up buying it. We yeah. bought the, the unrated version. Yeah. So. It's probably a little extra, you know, bloody, bloody, but, <laughs> um, and I would definitely see myself watching all three films. Oh, for sure. Row. Absolutely. So that'd yeah. be a fun movie night. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Again, if you're a Rob Zombie fan, I think it's worth seeing. Um, if you're a Rob Zombie fan, I think it's worth owning. Yeah. Um, and I sort of wish Sid Haig would have been a little more in there because he's but so great. I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> it's so funny because we saw we saw um, House of a Thousand Corpses because mm-hmm. uh, we were in this Halloween phase, and we saw the first two. I forgot how much I loved Sid Haig oh in my the gosh. first film. He has so many great lines. Yeah. Everyone quotes, you know, Tutti fucking fruity, and you know all this, all the ones in the second film. Um, but in the first film, he says a ton of hilarious yeah. shit, and he's just so great. He's really good. He's yeah, really good. Yeah. Oh. Well, out of the three, which one's your? Which one would you say is your favorite? Oh, uh, gotta go with Devil's Rejects. Yeah, it's the perfect marriage of the stylistic choices that yeah. uh, Rob Zombie does, but then there's a gritty reality to it. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, in the first in the first film, he's trying to get his palette together, so it's a little more stylized, like how the different characters are dressed is, is a little more costumey. Yeah. In the second film, it's it turns way more Manson family. Yeah, yeah. So it just becomes more believable to mm-hmm. me. And I feel like in the third film, it's a little more, It's it has that feel, but then it gets a little more fantastical towards the end mm-hmm. and a little more stylized towards the end. Um, so to me, to me, the middle film is like The Empire Strikes Back. It's like the perfect tonal, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, feel for that universe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, 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 Devil Rejects for sure is my favorite. Oh my god, that film's so scary. Yes, yeah, very some scary. scary. Very scenes. scary. Like very. I gotta close my eyes, but I don't. I want to see it, but I, I'm not sure what to do. Moments. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the first film is very. It's sort of comic booky, like a horror mm-hmm. comic. And I, like I feel the like, end, though. Yeah, I yeah. love the end. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses. That's and, amazing. And then. Um, and then the last film 
is sort of the beginning of the film is Devil's Rejectsy, and then mm-hmm. it goes back to stylized. Yeah, uh, stylizes a little bit more again. So, yeah. Yeah, but again, if you're a fan, you gotta watch it. Yeah. Cool. So we've uh, given our general reviews for both films. Let's go into the spoiler zone. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Beware. Spoilers ahead. Okay, listeners who are here, you've seen both films. Yeah. So now we're going to talk a little more in depth about um, both films. First so Joker. Let's let's talk about Joker a little bit. Go for it, because I know you have more to say than I do about mm. this. Okay. <laughs> so, um, a couple of things. One of the things I really appreciated about Joker mm-hmm. is how they used the backdrop of the 1970s and early 80s and all the stuff that had been going on during that time. Oh yeah. To color the film with a with a realism. Mm-hmm. Um, there were garbage strikes at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, the crime rate was was really going high. through yeah. the roof. People were getting mugged all the time. And then you take that and then Bernard Getz, if you don't know who that is, uh, Google it, young people. Um, basically, he was a man who shot a bunch of assailants um, on the subway because he was getting mugged. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the scene with the stockbrokers mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. who are fucking with, with him, yeah. that's uh, that's Bernard Getz right there. Uh, okay. And similar to what happens in Joker, the film, um, he becomes this hero. Mm-hmm. You know, the, most of the city is siding with him because they've been mugged. Right. I felt like all those little touches mm-hmm. were really, really, really good at adding this sense of realism to the film. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, that's for me, because I didn't put all that together because I'm clearly not as smart as you, but... Mm, it's not uh, about smart. No, but... <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I joke around my both that. Um, but what I liked about it was there were douchebags and mm-hmm. he killed them, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're... Ro- are what? you rooting for the... Are you rooting for the villain? <laughs> I'm... Yes, I'm anti-douchebag. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, who who among us, especially, I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, not to stereotype all of us, but who's listening to our podcast, who hasn't been there when you are look a little bit different or you're in a Halloween costume, but it's not Halloween. Yeah. Um, and you have these fucking assholes yeah. just, you know, torture you. you sure, know? I mean, sure. We've gone through yeah. a lifetime of that. There's bullshit. definitely uh, there's definitely a freak flag sort of thing yeah. to the Joker. Uh, at the beginning of the film, you, you definitely empathize for him. You feel bad for him. The 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 impediment that he has has mm-hmm. where he's you know like a Tourette's sort of laughter. Yeah, that was that was really interesting. Yeah, uh, and Joaquin's voice, the way he did the the laugh was really interesting. He looked pained uh-huh. by but like he couldn't help it. But he had, he couldn't. Yeah. yeah, I thought I felt Control like it. all those choices were were really really cool. Yeah, but because of how the story develops, how the stars align, I didn't find that I that I rooted or identified with him. It was almost like watching a train wreck in slow motion. Well, yeah, of course. But do, do you see what no, I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. But I'm still anti douchebag, so that was cool scene. Mm, yeah, and then uh, there were a lot of things in the film that were that. You know, that reminded me of King of Comedy, mm. uh, that film. And uh, you, what was so great about that is Robert De Niro. Yeah. You know, he was the guy on the outside in that film. And then in this film, he's the guy on the inside. Yeah. So. Um, he was really good in it, too. He was really, really good in it. Uh, and I, I thought the film did a really good job of talking about s- social media and celebrity without having cell phones. You know, the way he he's mocked mm. on the television show, mm-hmm. you know, and feels slighted. And, and then he sees it as his opportunity, yeah. you know. Um, so, it's it's all themes that that exist now, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's still in the 70s, so it's still, it's still very relatable. Yeah. But feels real to that world. Yeah, for sure. So it, was, it was really interesting. It was. And I love the mom. Mm-hmm. She's so good. She's so good. Yeah, that that whole the 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 way that story is constructed, mm-hmm. nothing is simple. 
you know, like like the whole thing with Thomas Wayne and how they imply that she's obsessed with Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. and that, you know, and that he, you know, that it was his son and right. all this stuff. So then at first you're thinking that, but then you find out more and it's more complicated and sort of more sad yeah. and more um, dark. Right. Um, I thought the film, all those components to the yeah. Joker's origin, they were all dark components. Oh, yeah. All so dark. you're just seeing this this um, stars aligning of moments. I'll give you another example that I saw a parallel in. Um, there's a, a serial killer named Henry Lee Lucas, who's, you know, Henry Porter's serial killer. It was that guy, mm. right? And he he had the worst childhood. His mom would beat him and assault him, mm. both physically and sexually. Uh, he had this huge head injury, which uh, serial killers have... Um, there's a link between uh, head injuries head and, and really brutal violence. Yeah. So, I feel like this is what this story is about. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, all these stars aligning, right. you know, with with Arthur that causes him to become the Joker. Yeah. And so, I don't root for him. No. You know, I, I'm watching the story of a serial killer. Right. You know, and it's... It was it was good. It was so effective. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought the way it kind of unraveled was really yeah. well done. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. Wait, are there any other elements in the spoiler zone you want to talk about for for this? None that I can remember. Mm. Any for you? The one thing I really loved um, is when he finally becomes the Joker, and you know now you're seeing the dance with the stairs and all that stuff, right? But it goes even further than that. His the the look in his eye, the he's so he goes from being nervous and shaky to purposeful. Nah, yeah. And he walks upright, and he just fucking goes for yeah. it. And that I found those moments where he's become the Joker are terrifying. Yeah. To me, like the look in his eye, the look in his eye, the way it changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's not. He doesn't have to be doing anything violent. Yeah. He just. I felt like, wow. I'm convinced that now this guy knows what he's mm-hmm. gonna do. Um, one last thing, the the final scene where he's talking to um, his psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and she asks him to tell a joke, and he says you wouldn't get it. I thought that was a huge missed opportunity, because oh. the Joker is the philosopher of nihilism. Mm-hmm. So he would have said something. He would have said a really long, funny, darkly funny joke, uh-huh. and then killed her. Uh, and the fact that he said you wouldn't get it, and then it implies that he does kill her. I I felt like that was such a missed opportunity. Yeah, um, they should have put a joke in there. Mm. Uh, if you watch Heath Ledger's performance, there's little moments here and there that he does really funny stuff yeah yeah you know little little quibs and little yeah and then he you know when he's being interrogated he has he has he has all this philosophy on chaos and like right that is the joker he, he the joker won't shut the fuck up yeah yeah <laughs> um, right that's true he doesn't yeah yeah it's sort of like a hannibal lecter yeah yeah so maybe you know if they do a second film uh maybe they'll Add those elements. Yeah, maybe he'll find his finally find his humor. Right. You know that dark, creepy humor. Yeah. But I guess we should uh, talk about Three from Hell uh, in the spoiler zone now too. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, a lot to say about spoiler. I mean, spoil in the spoiler zone. Um. So when we talked about how it took a little south, mm-hmm. um, turn. Yeah. One of the things literally. Like, yeah, literally that's part one of the things i actually liked about it was that they go to mexico obviously to yeah. escape um when they do when the they break baby out of jail and they kill everybody mm-hmm. and then so they go on the run and they go to mexico which was really cool yeah and, and it's, it's during and, dia de los muertos which is even cooler yeah and it's a very kind of stylized uh-huh. version of Mexico, yeah, Mexico, yeah, is, it is. And I mean, of course, it, some stereotypical elements, but that's well, fine because he stereotypes everyone. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When you think about no, it, no, but I, I thought that, I thought that was really cool, um, that they ended up there, mm-hmm. and but then instead of it being horror, yeah, it was a like a western. Yeah, it almost felt like um, 
um, Desperado or something. Yeah, because then they used just guns and they were shooting, and that's not as creepy as like slicing people up and yeah, all that stuff. And and so that was really weird. I thought it was interesting that he paired he paired baby with the little person. Yeah, that was cute. And that was interesting. super sweet. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a really interesting little relationship. And what and the what she said what she said that um, he she reminded him of Tiny. Yeah, her of Tiny. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought that was really sweet um, mm-hmm. because what I liked about it was that there that wasn't even a factor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was never like mentioned, explained or. Yeah, it, sure, it sort of shows a, another dimension to her character. Yeah. I just prefer her more as a psychopath. Well, like, yeah, which is so cool it's... because in the jail, mm-hmm. when she fucks up those other oh, yeah. women that are uh, where the guard had hires them to Mm -hmm. hurt her kill her yeah and she messes them up hard yeah that was awesome that was really good i i I thought her story like the fact that she had been locked up for so long Mm -hmm. that she had really kind of completely lost it i thought that was really interesting and cool and i i sort of wish it would have gone all the way through the film yeah um and maybe maybe she could have been more progressively more and more unhinged. Yeah, because she's she's a scary character. I she think. is because I think um, you're not expecting that right. sort of behavior from someone who looks like her. Right, and I think that's what's scary about her. Right, but then yeah, the later part of the film it turns into a shootout film. Yeah, which was weird. Which was kind of a shame, but I did like the stylized elements of of the film and yeah. how it looked. Um, and the whole, the whole satanic narcos, which is, I, I think I is know, hilarious. It's really funny. That would, well, ever. I never <laughs> would see that happening in Mexico. It's so weird. But cool, but cool. Was, and I love the Mexican wrestler masks yeah. and all that. That's, yeah. And it was cool too, because kids weren't safe from them. People, mm-hmm. Nobody was, which was really cool. But you That's never. That's how narcos are. It never, but it never went there. Like mm. as a horror film oh okay it just never crossed that line it right it just turned into a shootout action film and yeah the horror part went away right yeah which is my biggest complaint about it yeah i i wish i wish it would have kept the horror yeah and still had the shootout do you know what i mean and yeah. still had the setting because the first half is really good like even when she's at her parole he- hearing and she's like just really honest about yeah. Who, who she is and what she would do when she gets out. And they're like, okay, I guess you're not getting paroled, you fucking psychopath. Yeah. But again, that's some of her best acting. Yeah. I, I mean, feel. it was really good. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of uh, Richard Brake? He was awesome. Yeah. He's, he's just he's creepy. He's a creepy guy. He's yeah. A, he's a creepy dude. Him and Otis together in those scenes where they go, you know, they ha- they capture the, gar- the warden mm-hmm. and the the other friend who also works at the jail, I think, and their wives. Yeah. Was creepy. Did you notice that they were talking about the Desperate Hours, that film, mm-hmm. which was also remade as well. And then uh, they end up in a scenario that's really similar yeah. to that film. Yeah. I thought that was really clever. I think, you know, sometimes people see zombies movies and they think, oh, this is just kind of Neanderthal filmmaking because it's so violent. Mm-hmm. But he has so much nuance. Yeah. In his films. Like, it's crazy. Like, the um, the names of the different characters of the Firefly family, it comes from the Marx Brothers, mm. you know? And they mention it. It's like, mm. this guy this guy really knows film, yeah. you know? And I, I just don't think people give him the kind of credit because he's predominantly a horror guy. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he does little nuances like that mm-hmm. all the time. The only thing I didn't get was the clown showing up at the warden's house. I didn't understand. Well, that that, that was Clint Howard. I know, but I and so Clint <laughs> Howard what? is like a cult figure. No, I know, but I, that was so random. I think I think it was <laughs> Rob Zombie going. I want to I want to put Clint Howard in this somewhere. I know, but it was a weird way of doing it. <laughs> it was kind of why weird. this warden was kind of an asshole. So mm. why would a clown? Then he they didn't have kids, as far as you could tell. So why would this clown show up? Yeah, that was kind of odd. I, I mean, I liked how Otis and, you know, Foxy reacted to it. Yeah. So. I mean, the the way it played out was great, but it was just weird that this random clown showed up at the warden's house. Yeah. It was kind of weird. It was very strange. Yeah. But I, I think that's one of the things that he does well, too, is that he does the unpredictable. Yeah, that's true. So, 
Yeah, and, and one of the things I noticed watching all these movies, Rob Zombie, he he uh, he has all the races. He has all these races in all his films. Oh yeah, like he just he just kind of um, comfortably and just naturally has black, white, Hispanic. Like he just mm-hmm. he just has them. Yeah, you know. And if you watch all three films, he has them, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like a forced thing. It's just. You know, oh, Danny Trejo's cool. You know, he's got an edge. Let's yeah. use him. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I think that's another thing I appreciate about it. It just adds more flavor and color. To yeah, the, you for know, sure. To the overall films. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really would love to see him expand his, his horizon. That'd be interesting. You know, like, do something really different mm-hmm. in the next film. And put these characters aside for a while and mm-hmm. do something really out of the ordinary. That'd be cool. Like, out of his general horror mm-hmm. genre yeah genre. I got you. yeah that would be cool yeah cool. cool well i think we're out of the spoiler zone and unfortunately we're done for halloween <gasps> season <laughs> so sad <laughs> now i have to work on my krampus costume that's right we need to update because we're gonna we want to go to a krampus ball yeah so cool was there anything else you wanted to add to this episode no i, I hope you all had a great halloween and dia yeah. de los muertos if you celebrated and um yeah until next year halloween yeah and thank you so much for commenting and uh listening to our episodes yeah. um the last couple episodes with the theme parks have done really really well um and thanks again for 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 listening to that yeah show us your costumes if you guys dressed up uh, post them on our um the day night horror show on facebook i'll i'll put some posts maybe asking for people to show their costumes because i'd love to see them as well yeah um yeah and everywhere else uh we're on uh social media wise date underscore horror twitter um instagram date night horror show um <laughs> and facebook the day night horror show hey, you so. messed up a little no no i'm gonna cut that out or our website or yeah, I think our website's the best place to go for for everything. Um, the Day Night Horror Show dot com. Woohoo! Cool. Well, I guess we'll scare you later. Bye bye. The Date Night Horror Show is written and produced by Enzo and Reina. Music written and produced by Enzo. And Raina online at the date night horror show.com. Do you love the show? Then share it with your whore loving friends and help spread the word.